Welcome to the Taking the Leap podcast, where you can learn how to launch your full-time career in this part-time gig economy. No matter what career you're in, you have the potential to be the best version of you and overcome whatever obstacles stand in your way. And now, here's your host, the CEO of Bonvera, Bob Dickey. Welcome back to Taking the Leap podcast. I'm your host, Bob Dickey, and I'm really excited to have Nicole Porter with us this afternoon. Nicole Porter is an entrepreneur, and she uh, lives in Dallas, Texas. And because of the COVID-19 crisis that we're in the midst of, we are not together in the studio recording this. She is calling in on the phone, but I thought it would be really timely to interview a really strong, powerful female entrepreneur who's doing some incredible things within our business in this industry. I want to give you a little bit bit of background on Nicole. Nicole's been in this space for over 14 years. She got her start in the professional sector as a dental hygienist and then also got her real estate license and has been in the real estate industry for quite some time. Had great success in the home-based business marketplace and she and her husband along with a number of other founders were key founders in starting Bonvera, co-founding this company almost four years ago now. And so it's been a, a really incredible journey and I'm super blessed to be the CEO of this company and work alongside these incredible founders. But Nicole, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you and your husband are managing uh, multiple businesses and you guys are very busy and you have boys at home. But I just want to say thank you for participating in this short interview this afternoon. Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, for our listeners who have listened to all of the previous podcasts, they will probably remember I had the opportunity to be with uh, you and your husband in your Apple store, Mac Daddy's down there outside of Dallas, Texas, not too long ago and got to interview you guys about your start, about your incredible business background and the various things that you've been doing. And one of my favorite interviews, I thought you guys did an incredible job. I learned so much. And this afternoon, one of the things that I'd like to talk about is really take a few extra minutes to speak to you specifically about your journey as a female entrepreneur. And one of the things that you know we've highlighted multiple times on this podcast is that specifically within our industry, this home-based business, over 80% of the participants are women. And in many sectors of the U.S. economy, you don't get that high of female participation rate. And it really is something special to think about this sector being a sector where women are empowered, where they are leading companies, and where they're doing really incredible things. I think about you, you've been here for 14 years in this space. And I would just like to learn a little bit about your journey, some of the insights and the things that you've learned along the way. Sure. No, it's a great topic because you're right. There's so many women that have been able to not only accomplish just financial freedom, to get some of their time back, to be able to have flexibility in their life. And and I think that, you know, just looking back on my journey, of course, it's been a 14-year journey. But prior to getting into the home-based business industry, I had never owned a business before. I was an employee. I had worked for a dentist. So I was a dental hygienist, did that for many years. And, you know, honestly, my story is really I got to a point where where I started having babies and I really started to realize, man, I don't want to clean teeth for the rest of my life. And I also had a little bit of that edge where I loved the dentist I worked for, but I never really made a great employee. You know, I'd show up and I was good in a sense of I was on time. I took care of my patients. You know, I don't mean I was a 
bad mm-hmm. employee, but I would always leave there a lot of days going, man, this just doesn't feel right. You know, like I wanted to own the practice, you know, mm-hmm. I treated it like my own. My dentist always had really a high respect for me because her business was my business, you know, and you don't find that a lot. And I started to really realize it was almost like I was living in somebody else's skin, mm-hmm. you know? So I got to a point where, you know, Kirk and I unfortunately had gotten ourselves into a lot of debt. We weren't seeing each other very much because we were working our booties off, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses and all that fun stuff and we were introduced to this industry and there was no thinking about it there was no oh this might be a good idea you could probably just say that I was dead center in the looking window when I saw it because I immediately saw what it could produce I was just like oh my goodness not only could I own my own business but you're telling me I could get some time freedom and you're telling me I could earn a career level income and that really attracted me and the fact that I could be home with my babies oh my goodness you know, what a perfect opportunity. So, you know, that's really where I started this and where I was in my life when I saw the industry. So it sounds like it's the freedom, maybe the flexibility or some of the key attributes that led you to be feeling like this would be a great opportunity for you personally. Is that transcendent for most of the female entrepreneurs that you yourself are working with? I mean, I know that you mentor many being in the industry for so long. Do you feel that those are some of the attributes that inspire other women to kind of follow in your footsteps and to seek this out as a a industry to, you know, plant their flag in, so to speak? Absolutely. You know, I think for sure money is the number one. I really do see that people see the fact they can earn an income and whether it's even just a couple of hundred dollars a month to help their spouse who may be working his tail off or the fact that they could really earn maybe a career level income and be at home and have that flexibility. But for sure, the time, the women that I help mentor and coach, I mean, that's their biggest thing is just they love the fact that it's flexible and they want their time. They want to be able to have, and choice, it's those options, right? Mm-hmm. The options that you can have. What's so amazing about the industry is that you don't have to do a 40-hour work week. The required time is not 40 hours a week. And that, I think, is very attractive to women in this industry. We read, at least I do, it in the Wall Street Journal and other periodicals, the gig economy that's forming around us, the new freelancer economy. It feels like home-based businesses are on the rise and that there's a lot of options out there. What led you to this particular option over others? Why was that important to you? I wouldn't say that I was led to it. I was introduced to it. And I think, honestly, that's how most women get involved. Somebody contacts them, a good friend, somebody they know, and they're introduced to the industry and they see the value of what it can provide. And a lot of people, you know, get involved in this industry because, you know, if you're going to be in business in this industry, you got to have a great product or service, right? Otherwise, you're not going to be in business very long. And so I think a lot of women, too, you know, if you look at statistically in the household, who is the top buyer? in the house, it'd be the woman, right? They do most of the shopping, most of the buying. And so they're attracted to a lot of the incredible products that are available that this industry has to offer. And so a lot of them get introduced even from that angle of things. So I think that they fall in love with that piece as well, you know, to be able to offer their friends, their family, other people they know a great product or service. And on top of it, to actually have a business that's theirs. I've heard it said multiple times that most American households, the 
CFO, the chief financial officer for the home, is generally the female. And making a majority of the purchasing decisions and so forth, it feels like it's right within that sweet spot of what women are already doing. What do you think about the prospects of building online? I know that that you and your husband both are technologists. You have a technology company, right? So Mac Daddy's there outside of Dallas. You guys do a lot of work with Apple and Apple-related products. Right now, during the COVID-19 crisis and so forth, it's radically changed how businesses are operating. There's a lot of industries that are completely shut down. Our industry actually is, in many respects, growing and thriving. How have you and your husband pivoted and changed maybe some of the techniques or the things that you're doing in the midst of this crisis to continue to reach your customers, to continue to build your teams and your community? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I would say, you know, for me, especially, you know, prior to all this happening, I was already, you know, I kind of fell in love with the social network as it came on the scene a couple of years ago. You know, I just thought it was a cool add on to your life to where you could be a part of a social network. And now you're connecting with friends and family, you know, you're not able to see every single day. And Mm -hmm. so that has been huge. Obviously, as social networks have grown over the last several years. But when all this took place, there wasn't anything different that I did other than doing it more. And so obviously we can't be face to face right now, but I think with social media, this is just how I do it. Mm -hmm. I personally like to kind of build just value. So if I do posts, a lot of times it's just something I want to add value to people's lives. It's kind of interesting because there's lots of different ways that you see in especially the home-based industry of what's happening online, different techniques or, you know, different ways people build. And I'm not really one that likes to, you know, flash advertisements every day, if you will. I just always came from the angle of, I want people to see my life. I want to be authentic. I want them to be able to get to know me. I want to get to know other people. I want to be able to see their life on social media. And, you know, I am a huge reader. I'm constantly trying to grow myself personally, and I want to be able to put that value out on social media. I don't know statistically as far as other people that, you know, advertise, advertise all day long. I can't tell you if maybe Maybe they're getting how many hits or what. But I do know for me, I'll get people that'll message me. Mm. And uh, recently got a real estate agent involved based on just a post that I did that was of value. You know, I consistently try to put things out there. She randomly called me and said, I know that you're doing something outside of real estate and owning another business. And I don't know what it is, but I want to know about it and I want to be a part of it. You know, I just think when you can add value to people's life, you're going to be attractive and people are going to want to follow you. We just began to do a little bit more of that. And then social media has been also so cool to be able to, you know, people are on Messenger. More and more people are online right now, right? They're at home during the day. That's right. So if we could look at the analytics, right, of how many people are probably on Facebook or Instagram, whatever social platform they're on, I guarantee it has skyrocketed since all this has taken place. So people are getting comfortable now. You know, messaging back and forth and literally having a conversation through Messenger. So people are getting comfortable with being online. We were talking about Zoom earlier. You know, Zoom is a huge platform to where you can see someone almost feel like you're face to face, right? Mm -hmm. What a great tool now, home-based business that people can get comfortable with. And when you can't get in front of someone face to face, 
like now you can do it online and feel like you are. For sure. And I tell you, I think that the way you and Kirk manage your social media is brilliant. To your point, I see that you really do a great job of providing value. And it feels like you're in a relationship building mode first and foremost, engaging with people, building relationship. How can I serve? How can I help? I track some other folks online as well that are in the industry, but maybe different businesses and whatnot. And some of the stuff that comes out can seem really spammy. It's just like, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this, you know, 24 seven. There'll come a time where I just like, all right, enough, you know, tune it out. You unfollow. And cause it's just like, this is just obnoxious. I think that all business, I don't care what business you're in. One of my early mentors, when I was starting my career said, Bob, just remember this business is all about relationships. Focus on relationships. Business will take care of itself. And it really feels that you and Kirk have that mentality with your social media and then everything else just kind of falls into place after that. Right. I agree with you for sure because people are going to follow you. They're not going to follow a product. And if there's anything I've learned in the 14 years of being in this industry and the thing that I am so passionate about with our company, Bonvera, is products come and go. When you can focus on community and relationship and having value there, then as products come and go over the rest of time, it's not going to be about those things. It's going to be about that community. And I like to say it all the time, we'll take any product number one. But what we're really about is building tight relationships in a community where products and services can flow. Do you see within the community right now, as you're building those relationships, what do you feel is needed right now? It feels like there's like a layer of stress. It seems like it is encompassing all of us. Obviously, for those people who are watching media 24-7, it's very negative, I think. What are you noticing that your community, your leaders, your business is needing now more than ever? Well, I think for sure more communication. You got to have high communication during this time with your team and the people that you're coaching and mentoring because think of how noisy it is right now. There really is still a lot of noise. So even though we're no longer in the hustle and bustle of things, of life, or, you know, most people are kind of caught in their house right now, but there's still a lot of noise, especially if they're turning the TV on or turning whatever on and listening to other people talk about all this. So your voice has to be a little bit louder. And I think one of the fun things that has come out of this is, you know, you see all these people popping up like happy hours, you know, Zoom happy hours, right? So they're getting on with their family, they're getting on with cousins, they're getting on with their team. And your voice just has to be louder for them and be more positive than all the noise that's still out there around this whole crisis that we're in right now. So for sure, I think that there's a premium right now on leadership and definitely on positivity. There's it was one of the things I noticed with you and Kirk is that you guys are very positive within your posts, your social media, just encouraging people. I think that that is very, very well received and desperately needed right now. Yeah, absolutely. What does negative really do? When you buy into the woe is me or all the negative, I mean, what does that really accomplish, right? People are needing to be lifted up more than ever right now. You're hearing all things about mental health and what's going on there. People that struggled before think of how they're struggling now. They need to be encouraged, inspired. We need leadership more than ever right now, Mm -hmm. right? We need vision casters more than ever so people can see what's to come outside of this. We're talking about social media. You know, Kirk and I have a group that we create 
created for our team on social media. And that's our biggest thing in there is just to help people, for us to be present in there as much as we can and to try to be inspiring because we know they're on there, Mm -hmm. right? If we know they're on social media right now, where do we want them to be? Definitely want them to be listening to positive information and to be able to be uplifted and encouraged and to be able to have a vision to be able to see past all of this. Oh, it's brilliant. So I'm a father of six, but I've got four daughters and my oldest daughter is midway through college. So I want to ask you a question here. As a female entrepreneur who's had success in not only this industry, but multiple industries, imagine I'm asking you to mentor my daughter who's going to be coming out of college here shortly and entering her career field. She is actually studying entrepreneurship at the University of Tennessee. So let's say she's, you know, thinking about entering into this sector and making this her career, what are some of the tips and tricks that you would give her and other young female entrepreneurs as they're getting started? Things that you've learned along the way, things that you have found to be valuable for you? So the number one thing that I would offer a brand new lady getting into this industry, and I was sitting down and coaching with someone, I would say to have success here, it's all about attitude and expectancy. Those two words have been the thing that I've always fallen back on. If I'm having a down day, it's typically probably look at my attitude, probably look at my expectancy. And those two words right there have gotten me out of a lot of just messy times when maybe I, you know, we all have down days, but especially in this industry, when to build a team, you're going to be a leader, you know, you're going to lead people and you've got to help them have the right attitude and the right expectancy. So that's number one. Number two is the most rewarding part to me is to be able to lift other people up, to be able to see the good in people and not see the things that they need to improve on or things they could do better at. You know, we talk about edification a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And to be that person that can edify another person and lift out that good is the most rewarding thing in this industry. So those are two big things to me, especially when you're starting. And just to be hungry, hungry to grow, hungry to learn, be a great student, be as teachable as you can, be as moldable as you can, knowing you just, you probably don't know everything. (laughs) That's the biggest thing is you're not going to know everything and it's okay not to know everything and uh, just to be hungry hungry to learn and absorb as much as you can and to mess up. I think for me, the biggest thing I did, I just wasn't scared to try. Mm-hmm. So you've heard our story before, but when I got started, I was told you need to get up and you need to start showing this idea. And there was not a question. There wasn't like, well, what's that going to look like? How am I going to do that? I was like, okay, that's what I got to do. That's what they're saying to succeed here. I have to do. And so I just wasn't scared to try. And even though it was not pretty, it was messy. It was, oh my gosh, so many things I had to learn, but I just kept trying and trying and trying. And that trying got better and better and better. So, Well, that is brilliant advice. And it it reminds me that if you take a look at those points that you've just outlined, if someone were to put those in practice in any industry, I think that sets them up on a pathway for success. You know, it's one of those timeless principles, no matter what you do in life, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there to try and to fail. One of my early mentors and actually one of my earliest coaches, he said, Bob, you're going to learn more from a failure than you do from a victory. Every single time I lost a race or didn't do well in a, a 
track and field event, we would, you know, dissect it afterwards. Okay, where did you do okay? Okay, where did you fail? Why is that? How can we get better? I love leveraging failure in life to get better. And one of the things that I challenge our team here, uh, and I was actually having a conversation with a staff member, like, well, I feel like I failed. I said, hold on, did you learn something? Like, yeah, I learned this, this, and that. So, okay, well, it's not a failure. What you just got is education. As long as you learn something from it, it's no longer a failure. It's education. Once you start looking at it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's no longer an anchor. This is actually real-world MBA. It reframes it a little bit. And so, I just, I love how positive you are in, in reframing and just, you know, your attitude, your expectancy. That's brilliant insight for people. Well, I know for sure this industry is blessing a lot of lives. It's exciting to be able to share it and be able to show just the options it can provide for people. Well, Nicole, what are some of the things, I know you're a lifelong learner, what are some of the things that you're doing right now in quarantine? Any particular books that you're reading? Anything that's inspired you? One of the things that I know that we've been advocating strongly from a company perspective is that people don't waste this time binge watching a favorite Netflix program, which, you know, I'm I'm not opposed to, you know, having some entertainment, but I've told my children, I said, look, guys, you know, I'm 45 years old. This is the first time in my life that I have basically been told to stay in my house, right? And so I can either waste this time or I can use this time to figure out a way in which I can get better. I can be a better father. How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better CEO? What are things that I'm going to learn? And I'm really interested how you are using this time to get better in your profession because I know as a lifelong learner, you're doing that. Absolutely. Right now, that's what people need to be doing. I mean, think of the time that people have. And, you know, it's funny because I was having a conversation with someone the other day and you know everybody's antsy so we're all like oh get me out get me out but really I was said to this person I go you know I really thought I and I have my moments right mm-hmm. uh, get me out get me out but then I'm remembering those moments prior to this when I was like I just want to be home mm-hmm. and right now really if we would just look at it like we always want what we don't have you know and so we want out because we can't be out and then when we're out we want it so right now because people have the time it is the perfect opportunity if you've used the excuse before where I just don't have time to read or I don't have time to listen and to learn from someone else that has maybe a bigger result or a result that I want. Now is the time. Do not hesitate because you can literally prepare yourself and what is the saying? Success is where opportunity and preparedness meet Mm -hmm. and so prepare now. Don't wait. Start diving into books. You know what? I'm actually in the five voices. I'm going through it a second time. I loved that book and I don't even want to say this but I'm going to. I am reading through the whole Bible this year. I'm on a year Bible read. Nice. I'm proud of you. I know. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to, you know, screw it up. But, you know, I've always been a daily Bible reader. thing I do in the morning, I get up before all these creatures in my house get up. (laughs) (laughs) I have my quiet time. But I've not ever gone, like, done a year reading plan through the Mm -hmm. whole Bible. And I am loving it. And so I'm trying not to jinx myself because I am excited about it. But this time is so precious of us being at home to be able to really dive in. And I'm using a lot of this time right now to look at Nicole and to say, okay, Nicole, where are you? And where are you really needing to grow? Mm-hmm. Where are you stuck? Where have you just been okay with? And let's not be okay there anymore. Let's really figure out how we can go to the next level. Oh, that is brilliant insight, Nicole. I'm proud of you. It's a very 
very admirable goal to read through the Bible an entire year, and I know that you're going to do it. And for those folks that are listening that have maybe never done that before, maybe you've never sat down and really used that as a daily goal, maybe. One of my favorite things to do is in the book of Proverbs is to read a daily proverb. If there's someone who's listening that might not have that as a daily habit, I would challenge you to first go to Proverbs and start reading through the Proverbs on a daily basis. And then I think it will be a huge blessing as Nicole is doing to eventually you know, read through the entire Bible. It's been a huge impact on my life. So Nicole, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us this afternoon. Great words of wisdom. I'm going to make sure that my four daughters listen to this and specifically my oldest, Tristan, who's finishing up her second year at the University of Tennessee. Also, thank you for you and your husband. You guys have been incredible leaders for Bonvera, co-founders of the organization and the sweat, the toil, and the hard work that you guys have put in to building this company and putting it on solid footing as we're right now growing and uh, trying to serve our communities. We couldn't have done it without you. And so it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to get to speak with you, but it's also an honor and privilege to be able to serve alongside of you and your husband. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Bob. Likewise. And I appreciate your time and all that you're doing. Oh, it's my, well, it's my pleasure. Well, for those of you who are listening, this is Taking the Leap Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Dickey. Hope you enjoyed this segment with our co-founder of Bonvera, Nicole Porter, and some great insights for female entrepreneurs. Hope that you'll take those words of wisdom and nuggets and apply them. Our world right now needs leaders. Our world right now needs positivity and hope and a vision for a better future. Take a look at this time as we are in self-isolation and in quarantine, not as a negative, but look for the benefits. And I believe that you're going to find a bunch of benefits, the time with your family, and definitely use this as a time where you can scale up, you're getting better. And for those of you who are building a a home-based business, keep leaning in. Brighter days are ahead. I believe that the best times for the United States and our economy and our global economy are right around the corner. We are going to get through this as a country, and we are going to have success, not only in the midst of this crisis, but coming out of it. That's what we as Americans do. We lean in. That's part of our cultural DNA. Whenever there's a challenge, we rise to the occasion. So I'm proud of each and every one of you. I hope you found this to be encouraging. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with your host, Bob Dickey. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at www.takingtheleappodcast.com and bonvera.rocks. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Taking the Leap.